Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. How's it going, everybody? Hey, Lon, I got a new jingle for you. What's that? Sex shops and no babies. Sex shops, <laughs> Sex shops and no, no, and no babies. babies. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? That was cute. That was very adorable. <laughs> I just felt like after a while, it's very cringy for them to keep talking about it like openly. Yeah. You know, at first, it's endearing. And then after that, it's just no thank you. <laughs> let's just stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, let's start with them since we're already talking about them. Mm. What do you think of the sex shop scene? Because I feel like that's contrived, like that's staged. Definitely staged. I thought it was funny. I thought for the most part, this episode was the best episode that they've had, I think, Mm -hmm. in a long time. (laughs) Yeah, like a lot of Um, breakthroughs, right? Yeah, and they were fun to watch for a change. I don't think they are normally. They're constantly fighting, um, which sometimes can be entertaining, but most of the time isn't. But this episode, you know, even as contrived and as staged as it felt, it showed a funner side to them. I liked that they could be playful uh, with each other. So even if it was staged, it showed that they do have somewhat of a playful relationship. They do joke around. And that's not something that we normally see, but I'm sure it's it's definitely something that's part of their relationship. Maybe not all the time, but it showed that side of them. They felt comfortable, like laughing with each other and around. It wasn't like an awkward Thing So I know that this is something that does happen in the relationship. And I'm glad we got to see that. Well, I was going to say, Asuelu is now officially a slut people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or at least that's what Kalani, Kalani said. Kalani told him that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he still doesn't believe in masturbation. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I would have thought every person did, even just to see if it felt good or not. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know they, they have different views on sexuality and that was actually really surprising. And <laughs> did she say that one time a week is a lot more than what other people are having? That was surprising to me too. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I did catch him saying something about what's the name of the seashell that looks like a vagina? A clam. clam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he had a lot of killer one-liners on this episode. He said something about getting drunk gets your donut long and sausage harder. <laughs> you can come off pretty childish and immature sometimes. Like at you, first, you totally. Know, yeah, like, at first, Koi was like, "Is it maybe a language barrier?" I go, "No, no, it's not the. It's not a language barrier. It's it's just how he is." <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
this episode was one big sex ad <laughs> for the viewers, right? Because yeah. they were openly talking about their sex life. And then, as I mentioned earlier, they went to a sex shop. And it's almost like both of them actually have never gone to one. I felt really two days years old too because I didn't know that Kalani was or maybe is a Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. That was surprising too. Exactly. But yeah. should it surprise us because she lived in Utah? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I just didn't see that coming. I just thought, oh, maybe she's just another Samoan family living in Utah. I didn't immediately assume that she was Mormon or is Mormon. But yeah, that was surprising. And I, I guess that explains why she has never gone to a sex store. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But if their parents were traditional, similar to how... Asuelu is then I could see that also where like Asuelu is like well what the heck this is all new to me so I could also see that where it was just her upbringing they didn't do that sort of thing culture wise from this episode I felt a little disappointed in Kalani because like on one hand she wants Asuelu to be romantic and Asuelu went and brought them to a cabin. I want to ask you that, Lon. Is cabin really unromantic? Is that what it is? Is it I associated with like thing. Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts or something? Yeah. So for her, I think she was taking her own experience um, and bringing it into it and not really taking it for what it was. Because you can make it romantic. There's a lot, you know. And he like, did. He, he did. had the flower petals yeah. all over the floor. He had the it's heart shape. Secluded, petals. I think, in the wilderness, away from the city, you can see the stars. Yeah. Better, you know, do something at night. There's ways you can make that romantic. I was shocked because I'm sure they got permission to film there, and if the people were to watch it, and then she's like, uh, "What did she give it a C minus or something?" Yeah. If, if I were management, I'd be like, "Oh shit." these people are banned yeah like could you imagine if their attendance or their reservations dropped like 20 percent because of the show and fans of the oh show yeah like, oh my gosh You're right that's terrible for business yeah and yeah i was just like oh my gosh <laughs> they let her actually get away with that oh yeah. man yeah i mean i don't think kalani has the kind of influence like a kylie jenner right and right right she single-handedly brought down the snapchat stocks but being on one of the most popular TV show on Sunday night uh, with a huge viewership, if she sort of disliked the place, I'm pretty sure people would be like, yeah, let's avoid that cabin, you know, if we're ever yeah. in Utah. Because I can was affect looking people's at it. business. She was wiping things down like it was dirty. And then she said something like it smelled like something and they bleeped it out. And I'm yeah. like, if it's I were, yeah, if I were to watch that, I'd be like, oh, this is the place I was on any fiance. And they were like, yeah. wiping it down with sanitation wipes and she said it smelled funny in there and i'd have second i'd second guess my reservation yeah second thoughts about second staying thoughts. there That's yeah <laughs> totally would so i was just like oof a c minus <laughs> <Yeah. harsh. laughs> but it's also realistic because that's the kind of accommodation based on the kind of budget that you would expect from Asuelu. Mm-hmm. you know he's not going to bring her to a saint ridges or to a luxury spa resort, which I think that's what she's secretly hoping. Right. But I think the outcome is still pretty positive because they did talk about their relationship and how it can mm. be better. And it, my takeaway, Lon, is that 
I think Asuelu just needs a lot of sex. Because once he got <laughs> it, he seems to comply with anything she said. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's, he's and maybe old. he felt that way. He's been feeling that way for a long time. He felt abandoned. He felt unloved. He felt like her attention is now diverted to the kids, which, duh, if you want to have kids, that's what happens. I just feel like it seems Sex like... Sex is his love language. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Physical love is his love language. I was waiting for that answer. Not sex per se. But I was waiting for what his answer would be when she was like, well, what about you? Is there anything, you know? And I was like, I wonder what it could be because it could be a lot of things, you know? It could be, well, I think you're controlling or I think you take your parents' advice too much or it could have been a million things. And he's like, sex. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Wah, wah. Yeah. (laughs) That was, it came out like, okay, well, damn. Is that really it? I get it. If she's saying that once a week is a lot. And I guess if you have, how many children do they have? Two or three? Yeah. two. I could see that, like trying to find time and squeezing it in once once a week. But, you know, um, and I get him too. Like when you're new and you're in a new relationship and you're having sex a lot more frequently than once a week, once a week can feel like, dang, when's the next time I'm getting some? But Damn, that's still okay for like raising two kids. Maybe he should help in raising the kids and see how busy she Yeah, and is. how tired you can get by the end of the day. Maybe if he helped her out raising them kids, exactly. you could find more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the one other thing that I learned from this episode, thank you, TLC. Hashtag thanks, TLC. Is thanks, TLC. <laughs> the word for fire in Samoan is afi. Afi. <laughs> What is it in Tagalog, Lon? I don't know. You know? Okay, well, in my language, in my native language, it's actually api. So it's close. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So thanks, TLC. Learn something new. Wow. <laughs> Samoa, is that a Pacific island? I, I don't know. Yeah, it is a Pacific island. Yeah. Okay. Do we have anything you want to say about Julia and Brendan? Well, let me start with asking you, could they have shown a little bit more gratitude towards the parents? Or is that total disrespect for so-called hijacking their own party just to give a bit of, or rather share the limelight or the spotlight with them? Like, yeah. what do you think? Well, if you're in that position and you explicitly told your parents, hey, it's dad's 70th birthday, you know, I know we just got married, but we don't need another party or we don't need to be celebrated. And yet your parents still throw like half the party for you. Like, would you feel insulted? Because I would feel a little flattered and grateful, but maybe you all have a talk. The way I would kind of express my displeasure would be in a form of a tease rather than, okay, bye, see you, and then walk away. Right. I don't know. What do you think, Lon? I definitely think there was a different way they could handle that. Koi, when she was watching it with me, she said, oh, I wouldn't have just stormed off like that. I would have done it like nicely. And then, yeah, yeah. but see, I'm on their side, right? So the way I saw it was, okay, so this is obviously a different example. But if someone is disrespecting you, someone blatantly disrespected you. And you reacted. Would it be my right to say, hey, I know that person disrespected you, but you be nice in how you react to that. 
Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and this was a form of like, oh, we got you a cake. Let's celebrate your thing. But to them, it was blatant disrespect. It was, we told you what we didn't want and you did it anyway. And we told you what our boundary was and you did it anyway. And if we break it down to just that, right? Think of it as with any relationship. So this was a relationship with him and his parents, with her and the in-laws. But just think of it as any other relationship, be it a friendship or a significant other. If your significant other disrespected you, do you react nicely to that disrespect? Right? <laughs> and I think it does depend on the circumstance. And in this case, I could see how reacting nicely and being grateful. But now you're asking me to be grateful for something I didn't ask for, something I explicitly did not want it happens a lot like well you should be fucking grateful no because i didn't want this i told you i didn't want it you know and you did it anyway and now you're asking me to be grateful for it when it was your idea yeah i mean so it's i'm taking their side on this one Mm -hmm. i'm always like oh you know she's taking the event into consideration and oh it was it was out of the kindness yeah. Right to celebrate their wedding and stuff. But like if we just simplify it down to like here's our boundaries and you didn't respect them, we told you what we didn't want, you did it anyway, and now you're asking gratitude from us. That's like saying, I don't want this. Well, you're gonna get it anyway, and you're gonna be grateful. Fuck off then. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I tend to see it that way. And yeah, I would have handled it differently. Don't get me wrong. Family is family. They had guests there. I'm pretty sure very close guests. I was raised to, you know, let's not air out our dirty laundry. You know, if, if, if there's a beef with family, let's handle it in private. Yeah. Behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. But always, always, always keep the interests of your family up front. Right. Right. Put on that facade, smile, show everybody that everything is okay. Yeah. And then, We'll handle this another time. Right. You know, and and like you said, show gratitude, put a smile, yeah. say thank you. Everybody, I'm glad you all showed up. Aren't my parents the best? <laughs> right. And then get home and go, don't talk. And throw me. down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see your way, Lon. And thanks for laying it out like that. But as you were talking, I was also thinking. I can see how it is a form of disrespect, but it's also not the most insulting form of disrespect because it turned out to be something sweet, something they didn't even spend a single cent. It was a There's surprise. There's layers to this. There's layers to <laughs> yeah. this, for sure. So if I can break it down, it is a sign of like disrespect by not listening mm. to our, our request, right? And maybe the mom saw it as, okay, well, let me still throw you this party and surprise you. And in a way, she's taking a risk. But to hopefully garner some form of excitement and happiness and a positive reaction from them. But of course, this turned out worse than she expected. But like you said, I would have handled it differently. I wouldn't have just stormed off because that is hella rude. Mm. I would have at least stayed and maybe greet the guests, maybe ate some food. Right. Um, you know, food. like, yes. yeah, I mean, think about those people who actually came and the track that they made 
to attend this event. And I can also see how the parents saw this as, well, you know how after a wedding ceremony, you usually have a reception and maybe they didn't have a reception. So this is to make up for it. And now that I guess everyone's so-called vaccinated, they invited people to share right. this moment with them. And I'm actually surprised that they were insulted, not even pleasantly surprised, but very shocked. But I think it all stems from the fact that Julia is probably sick and tired of spending more time with them on the farm. Mm-hmm. And Brandon is probably sick and tired of hearing how sick and tired Julia is. Yeah. So yeah. he's kind of like along for the ride when it comes to like, oh yeah, let's just leave. And yeah. then of course, shortly after we found out that they're ready to move out, even though his dad made it sound like, you're never going to make it. <laughs> You've his never lived on so his own. mad. I know. I'm like, dude, you are mad mad. <laughs> he's aggressive. He yeah, was so aggressive. he was flying off the handle. I'm like, did you drink too much wine? What the hell, dude? He, he, made, it, he made it sound like Brendan has been coddled throughout his entire life. Like he doesn't yeah. know basic adulting. <laughs> yeah. And you would think that if he had doubts, he'd at least be encouraging. Right. But he's like, you're going to fucking fail. <laughs> you're not prepared. You're going to go out there and you're not ready. I'm like, dang. You Damn. Know? <laughs> Chill, bro. Like, Chill out, right? <laughs> and the mom even was like, what was it? What's his name? Yeah, telling them like, to run, out. calm down. Run. Yeah, she was run, you know, trying to grab his arm. And he's just like, ah. <laughs> dude, you are so mad. Like, what have you been holding back? Like, let us know how you really feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like years of pent up frustration all right, let out right. that day. <laughs> And I think, too, maybe he felt more strongly about the farm because I know how strongly she kept bringing it up. But I think for her, it's more about keeping her son than than having the farm. But I think maybe yeah. for him, it was you're not going to take this farm. you know. <laughs> and they're like, nope, the first opportunity we get, we're going to leave. And we're going to do our own thing and you can keep the farm. I think it's about the farm. Yeah, <laughs> really. You're right. You're right. Before we move on, I just want to say Julia saying that talking in English uses a lot of brain power is totally relatable. Not that I don't like talking in English, but I just don't like talking in general sometimes. I I mean, I'm an introvert. I know, which is ironic because we're doing this podcast, but it's because I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to a bunch of people. Um, So totally relatable right there, Julia. I totally understand. She was not looking forward to that event. And it takes a lot of energy to be social already. Right. The fact that she's also using brain power, because that's the thing we take for granted as English speakers or as anyone who's social in their native tongue. We take that for granted that that we are socializing and not using brain power to do it. We are socializing because, you know, we can do it without having to think. It comes easy for us. It's natural. For her, going into a room where she doesn't know anybody and they're going to want to get to know her, one, she's going to have to socialize, but also now she's going to have to do all the, the linguistic calculations it takes for her to speak a second language. Yep. So that I really felt that. 
Yeah. And, and Koi already was, cause Koi is also an introvert and she was like, socializing is this exhausting period. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, yeah. So again, on top of that, to have to use brain power at the same time. Yeah. And all the linguistic gymnastics. Right. That she has it's to employ fun. Cause he's like, Oh, just have fun. You're going to have fun and meet people. No, <laughs> nah. yeah, you're just, you're, you're totally underestimating this here. <laughs> I was going to lump Tiffany and Ronald and Andre and Libby together because I feel like their scenes are fillers. I don't know what you remember from them, but I don't really care for much. I mean, just to recap, Tiffany spent most of the time talking to her mom, saying mm-hmm. that she wants to spend Christmas with Ronald in South Africa. And the mom pretty much called her out on. <laughs> yeah. And making... she's paying half of the tickets. He didn't come up with the, with the uh, money. I might have right? missed that. He didn't come up with the money, but she was trying to justify it to her mom. Like, oh, well, he came up with half the money. And, Interesting. And I think that's good enough. Yeah. And she's like, well, okay. But if he's a bum when you get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Because I understand that part too, but this could just be prolonging the inevitable. Right. The mom did call her out for making a stupid decision. But she also (laughs) said, well, try it out. You know, this is your last try before you purchase the goods. What do you mean by that when your daughter is already married to the guy and has a kid with him? There is no tryout. This is it. This is the marriage. Wait, they're married? Yeah, they're married. That's why she's able to apply for the visa. Oh, I thought he's still getting the visa and then it's 90 days. I'm thinking it's before the 90 No, remember when this series first started? She wanted to get a divorce. You're right. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's why when the mom said try it out. You're yeah. Right, 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 I was right, like, right. what try out? They're freaking married, y'all. They're already married. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what do you mean? How did I forget that? My bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. And uh, as for Andre and Libby, like, it's just a scene where the sisters reconcile and pretty much made up and decided to agree to disagree for their dad. For the dad. Yeah. Yeah. I think next week is going to be the most exciting part about them, but I don't remember much about their scenes to be honest yeah or that scenes it's deceptive too that could just be the highlight reel and then <laughs> all the good parts were on the commercial or we're on the preview right like yeah. he storms off i'm gonna i'm gonna stop driving this fucking bus if you yeah. guys are gonna tell me what to do yeah <laughs> or insult me but you know again it makes for interesting um tv yeah this one uh i didn't know they, this was just more of like extending the drama between her and her sister and it wasn't as great as them throwing drinks at each other they had their little quips like oh by the way you bruised my face when you did that and she's like oh whatever get over it i thought things like that were kind of funny but then like her toppling over a glass what the fuck was that about like (laughs) it's a sign (laughs) is there a director in her ear going break something and she's like yeah Oops. I'm like, come on, man. Like you're knocking over glasses in the kitchen because like you're that upset still. Like Yeah. 
there really wasn't much to say. I do want to point out that the more Becky tries to justify why she's being mean towards Andre, the more it sounds stupid. Yeah. Because she said like, Andre was going to steal my property. Okay. Is it even ready? He was not even in the demo stage. How are you going to list a property that's not even flipped? Mm -hmm. So that's so fake drama to me. Yeah. Unless she's some sort of a paranoid person who just thinks that Andre is out to steal her her Mm -hmm. rice bowl. But I honestly think that whole jumping to a conclusion, it just makes her mm-hmm. seem so so stupid, you know, right. for thinking that way. Because it's like, first of all, that was the first time they saw the property and you came in guns blazing thinking that people are trying to steal it from you. Like, can we have an adult discussion? <laughs> can we have a mature discussion first on what the plan is rather than starting right. to accuse people of stealing your property or whatever? Yeah, and he showed up with the dad and the brother already there. When she walked in, if he was really trying to steal something, like it would have been shadier than that, right? Yeah. Yeah, like why don't you go talk to Chuck about it then? Like again, and you know, I always make notes like Chuck should have communicated that. Like that's (laughs) yeah, yeah. The whole thing just it's it the puzzles aren't aren't fitting together so make it make sense make it make sense (laughs) we we get it it's fake drama because i would like to think that civilized people would in an ideal situation be her pulling her dad aside and saying hey is this the plan is this what you want to do like do you want andre to have this house and flip it and list it or do you still want me in the picture but instead it's like she caused this whole drama and it just went downhill after that and I thought okay fine this might be some scripted thing that the producers thought of and they just went along with it you know yeah the sister kept blaming him like well it was his fault no he no. wasn't saying anything during exactly. the entire time yeah he didn't say much it was all between them they were being all accusatory and condescending towards him and I think if anything, if whatever he said must have been in in self-defense. So for her to put that on him was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Speaking of uh, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, what does it mean to take off pink glasses? Is that a, is that a real uh, metaphor right there? Language barrier. So is that, is that colored? I thought it's like rose colored -colored glasses, right? Okay. All right. Cause I was like, (laughs) Pink glasses. <laughs> Who invented She's that? trying. She's trying. She's okay, trying. props for trying a yeah. metaphor. She was on the right track there. Yeah. Half <laughs> points. Almost got it. Almost got it. She, <laughs> she swung. Not quite a home run, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe second base. Yeah. Close enough. Close, Close enough. enough. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of Natalie in this particular scenario where in my opinion she acted all childish and just belligerent and (laughs) it's just crazy It, it just looks crazy to me because I feel like if you see yourself as a classy person with high IQ you wouldn't be acting this way because I've seen people who react better to situations like that being called names or being insulted 
they would have gritted their teeth for sure and try to fake smile their way out of that kind of situation, but they would never, they would at least talk it out, is what I'm saying. So mm. when Natalie displayed this kind of behavior, I just find it very hard to root for her, even though I feel like she has every right to be angry. I just feel like, do you really have to act that way towards your husband's mom who hosted a Thanksgiving dinner for you and her son? You know, you're a guest at her house. And why give them the silent treatment when you could be an adult and talk it out? Hmm. And also like the fact that she came out and said, I talked to my mom and she said, don't talk to you. I'm like, are we back in middle school here or like is this some sort of like i thought she was gonna say my mom is coming over here to whoop your ass i thought she was gonna say that yeah but that type of (laughs) language reminds me of my kindergarten years where i'm like a little kid and my mom say okay don't hang out with this kid and like i go to them and say my mom mom said not to yeah Yeah. my mom say you're a bad person i'm not supposed to talk to you like who says that like as an adult do you do you say things like that? Because I feel like it's something that I would have kept to myself and I would have thanked her. And I'd be like, hey, I just don't feel good, you know, about us. And I'd like to maybe end it in a good way. But I think that maybe we can work on our relationship some other time. I just don't feel like talking and then maybe sit in the truck. But instead, the way she came across, it's so childish and so petty. I just cannot get behind that, you know? So anyway, long. That's one way to look at it. Okay. <laughs> you know, circling back to Brandon and Julia, when you see it from Natalie's point of view, Natalie feels that from the very beginning, she has been targeted and she has been bullied. So when you put yourself in her shoes and the mom said, you know what? go sabotage the marriage because I don't think she's good enough for my son. And then to hear from her, I think you should be working. She felt again, slighted, like, are you trying to say I'm lazy? Are you trying to say my goals don't matter? And then let's not forget, she believes, and I don't know if it's true or not, but she believes she was called a hooker. She believes like at dinner that she was an, an after dinner that the mom was being like passive aggressive towards her and making all these weird things. So yeah, it looks childish. And even to me, I'll admit it looks childish. Oh, who pouts in a car, right? But I can also see somebody who's been bullied the entire trip who showed up with the best intentions, like, oh, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be nice. And then since day one, this person is throwing logs at her and eh, what's the matter? You don't know how to do work. No, we're very hardworking people. What are you saying? Well, I think you need to be a fucking, I don't know, like... Interpreter. Right, an interpreter. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, well, you need to do something, you know, like... And then to call her a hooker, you know, and and then, you know, I'm trying to make dinner for y'all and you're over here saying, well, just use this. Well, I don't need this, though. I need something else. I want to make dinner for y'all. I want to make it special. It's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to use what I give you. This isn't what I fucking need. The way she's seeing it, you've been bullying me all fucking week or week, mm. however long it, it was, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to talk to you anymore. When I take it like that, 
I was like, you know what? I probably would do the same thing. And if she was like, hey, pick a scarf, I'd be like, no, you're trying to be nice now. The cameras are rolling. You're trying to be nice to me. Fuck off. No, I'm not going to pick a scarf and make you look like you're the good guy here. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, and then and I would be that way. Like I would be so fed up of I would call her out. I know this game. I know the game you're playing. You're making it look like you're nice. You're doing just enough for you to go, what did I say? I didn't do anything. Consider the source. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, consider the source on that. Right, right. You know what I mean? I think Trish does just enough for Michael to be like, what did she do? I don't even know. She just asked you to work. That's fair. You know, oh, she's trying. She invited us over for Thanksgiving. I could see where she does just enough to where it looks nice. And then she can go, see, your wife is crazy. You know? Yeah. But Give if, her $5,000 if, and send her back to Ukraine. send her back. But if you look at it to where she's intentionally sabotaging Natalie so that Michael can go, holy shit, Natalie's crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? If you look at it where Trish is not as innocent as she seems to be. Yeah. That Natalie has finally taken off those rose colored glasses and to see Trish the way Trish really is a bully who doesn't like her and who thinks that she is not good enough for her son Mm. and is going to pick on her and to do just enough and go, I didn't do anything like I I would be that way, too. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to talk to you. Pick a scarf. Nope, I'm not going to do that. Well, come inside the house and let's talk. Why? So you can make me look stupid. I'm not stupid, but you're going to make me look stupid. Mm. You're going to make me look that way in front of Mm -hmm. your son and make me look crazy. Like I'm the crazy one again. Yeah. I could see where her best option at that point was, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to give you that opportunity to turn it around and then say something. Because if Natalie were to say anything, you called me a hooker. I didn't mean it that way. You should be, you know, she would do that. So Natalie's best option was to just like, nope, I'm not going to fall into your trap anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. And then to just stay quiet. Yeah, it's going to make me look crazy. But I know that if I engage with you, if I do anything else, it would It just gives her more ammo, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Right. To turn the situations around. The more she spoke at the dinner table, the worse it got for her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like. Totally. She just can't. She's just like, nope. I'm just going to shut up. So I want to be clear. I think that Trish was definitely passive aggressive. And from what you've just summarized, I can definitely see how she could have intentionally went out of her way to sabotage their relationship and, and instill doubts in Mike and make him see that, okay, Natalie is not compatible for you. Right. I just wish that Natalie we have given her a hard, a hard time. She could have been of, the bigger person. She could have been the bigger person. Right. And kind of fake it. Because when I'm just thinking like in hindsight here, like if she had faked it, Mike wouldn't be able to see who's crazy and who's at fault because he would be like, well, maybe Natalie's right. Maybe my mom's like going crazy with all her, you know, digs and jabs at Natalie, right? Um Natalie was playing checkers. Trish was playing chess. chess. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I know what you're saying. Totally. She, she could have in this game, right? Yeah. She, Natalie could have won 
but instead it was like she forfeited. Yeah. She could have came out on top had she done certain things, like maneuvered it better. Right. And was able to sway her husband away from the mom. Yeah. You know, instead she saw she saw her husband leaning towards the mom and rather than fight back, she gave up. Yeah. And there's certain ways she could have handled it where she could have came out on top. Yeah. And Michael's opinion of her would have been like, mom, why are you being this way? Right. You know, exactly. Rather than, you know, he could have all of a sudden been sympathetic and go, right. yeah, I don't treat my wife that way, you know, and exactly. I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If, if she had been a better person, maybe turn the tables and was like, yeah, I'll play your game. I'll pick out a scarf. I'll be nice. I'll be mm -hmm. this. Michael could have been like, wow. Yeah. Why were you doing that? If I were her, I would have picked out a scarf, right? And then at the airport, I would have like pretend Lost to wipe it. myself. Oh. And then like <laughs> in front of her, threw it in the bin. Oh. And then just walked away. Because it's like, it's like you keep someone <laughs> guessing on whether you appreciate their gift. Right? Because on one hand, you did accept the gift. But on the other hand, you threw it away in front of them after using it so right. like you said there are ways to maneuver and play someone's that game that would have been good yeah or play like, them oh, at their man, game like my, my allergies are kicking in right and then blow Blowing your nose it. into the yeah. scarf oh can't take that with me anymore right exactly <laughs> well yeah you're right Lon. i just wish natalie would have taken the higher ground here and be the bigger person right mm. be like what michelle obama would say when they go low, you go high. We go high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Another week, another episode with Angela. Oh, man. Angela, Angela, Angela. What do we have to say about Angela this week, Lon? I don't want to see any more of Angela. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't want to see any more of Angela. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Do you believe the hypnotherapy? I have never gone through one, so I cannot really attest to it. If you guys watch Bling Empire, uh, one of the characters went through hypnotherapy to recover lost memory of his parents abandoning him and mm. it's and he made it seem like he was really able to remember what had happened and those memories were supposedly suppressed and then when he went through the hypnotherapy it brought back memories and he was genuinely crying like a baby crying yeah. yeah so like that so was far, the guy, that was the poor guy. Yeah, that was a poor guy amongst the, the, the <laughs> rich Asians. <laughs> the, but he was also the model, right? So he's right, like right, the right. glam guy in the group, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, this is the second time I think I've seen hypnotherapy being filmed. And I mean, just to, you know, maybe bearing in mind here that it may not be the full session. They may not film the entire session because if they did, then they're giving away the secrets to this doctor. right? right? So maybe they film a, a bit of it and then they cut or they edit and then, and then it shows like Angela waking up and feeling like, you know, oh, wow, I've been hypnotized. You know, if you told me to quack, I would have quacked. <laughs> Quack like a duck. So... Yeah, that, that's how I'm I... I'm glad, I guess, but it's... I mean, I'm not... I don't You're know. not overjoyed. You're not jumping. Yeah, it's <laughs> just not... Whatever. 
I would have liked to see Angela quit, quit. Like, I've done everything. No, you haven't. There's a decision you're making when you're pulling your card out of your wallet or your cash out of your wallet and you're asking for a pack of smokes. You can tell yourself, I'm not going to do that. I've done everything. I'm No, you haven't. You've literally made a decision to walk up to a cash register, ask for Marlboro Reds, and then pay for them. There's so many decisions in that process, right? <laughs> so, yeah, but a carton, Lon. Like, yeah. Or that too. Yeah. And yeah. had extra packs left. Right. My dad's a smoker. He's been smoking since, I believe he told me since he was 12. Damn. So, um... I want to say he's had a triple bypass. He's been, he's been, he's had surgery X amount of times. I can't even count maybe two or three. I've seen him on a hospital bed. I've seen him scared of, I've never seen my dad scared in my life when they were injecting him because of his heart surgery or whatever. I saw fear in his eyes for the first time because he'd never seen a needle that big, Mm. you know, and he joked about, oh, do you have anything smaller than that? And when I saw the fear in his eyes and then a month after he got out, back to the cigarettes. Oh, I know how cigarettes, damn. how difficult it is to kick the habit. You know, and whenever I got mad at my dad for it, he's like, you got to, you know, I've been smoking since I was 12. And, he, and my dad's in his 60s. Damn. Yeah, he only quit, I want to say, two years ago. Oh, good. We got, we got him on vaping. And, oh. and, and vaping <laughs> isn't the best. I get it. You're not supposed to be putting in anything into your lungs. But if you're going to, if you're going to get a nicotine fix... Yeah, I mean, then at least let it be free of carcinogens. Let it be tar free. Let it be tobacco free. Yeah, you shouldn't be putting anything into your lungs. I vape and I know that, but at least you're not getting all that other stuff in there. So he finally quit, but I know how it is, how difficult it is to kick the habit when you've been smoking that long. So I kind of do sympathize, but at the same time, like I wish she would have been a bit more dedicated because she didn't even really try. She didn't try. She told them they did. And to me, that's what's disappointing. Oh, I've been trying my hardest. No, you haven't. Like the first thing you did after you walked away from that one doctor was to take a cigarette out, smoke it, and get angry at your husband. Like (laughs) how hard did you really, you know? So anyway, that's my rant. (laughs) Lon, I'm glad your dad quit. Um, I was about to suggest edibles and not edible. Yes, the edible. Eatable. She said eatable. She called them eatables. Eatables. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that your dad has tried to kick the habit. And yeah, I, I guess he has transitioned to vaping. But like you said, if it's hopefully safer-ish for him, then that's good. It's not safe, right? It's safe it's not, yeah. than cigarettes. And, yeah. And I want to let everyone be clear. I understand, again, you're not supposed to be putting anything into your lungs, period. But if you're going to, and it's nicotine, you can get flavored nicotine without tobacco, the tar, apparently the cat piss. I don't know where where I read that, but cat piss is apparently in cigarettes. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, it's one of the ingredients, probably. Some, a chemical or yeah, something chemical. Yeah, that can be found or something. Yeah, what, but, ammonia? Uh, I don't think it smells like that. Oh, no. God. <laughs> Anyways, as you are not in. Eatable. We're at eatables. Eatables. Edibles. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me start with the positives here, right? Even though I don't know why and how I can start with positives when it comes to Angela. So good for her. She lost 40 pounds. Good for her for raising five grandkids. You know, Accomplishment, she, yes. You know, that's a great Mima right there. So props. Mima. I just don't like how she keeps blaming 
her smoking habit on Michael. I don't like how she's pinning it on him. Like she's yes. trying to like pin her anxiety and stress on Michael. No, you did this to yourself. Mm. You the one who went ahead. You didn't listen to him. It's because like, he's not supportive. I needed to smoke more. No. <laughs> no, that's an excuse, woman. Come on. I also can see how any self-respecting doctor like Dr. Kashani or Dr. Sadat, last week's doctor that rejected her attempt to get facial uh, surgery, I can see how those doctors probably hate this type of patients that don't take their health seriously. Right. Because they're like a walking liability. Mm-hmm. And it's not good for a brand, for the surgical office, to have a patient, especially like a so-called high-profile patient like Angela, whom they have done a surgery on. And like he said, if she's continuous smoking, mm-hmm. she would have had an ulcer or something, right? And ruptured, and then her life would be in danger. And then that incident would be tied to their office, their brand. So I can see how, you know, if I'm a surgeon, I would hate that type of patient. People who don't take their lives seriously, I'm trying to look out for you and you're trying to make jokes and lie to me about your smoking habit and trying yeah. to like not take things seriously. That's not cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's my uh, my rant on uh, Angela this week. Is, is she going to be on next week's? I, was she on the preview? I already forgot. I'm He's, not interested anyway. But. Right. She's trying to put some GPS tracker on. Oh, my that. Phone. Okay. Yeah. I Dude. do want to see that. I do want to see that. It's fucked up, but I do want to see it. It's fucked up. I feel how you're feeling right now about Angela. Like, I don't want to see that because I don't want to see her control Michael anymore. I I want to see her flip out, though. (laughs) (sighs) No, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I I hate hate how she like shit and it's terrible. But to see her mad and just what she said, some fucked up stuff, though, on the preview. Really? What did she say? I for, I already forgot, but on the preview, I was like, dang. I think he said, I remember what he said. He said, who do you think you're talking to? Why do you talk to your husband like that or something? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And he then did. she might have given him some mean reply. She said something and I was like, reply. dang. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. So, Lon, let's wrap it up with our WTF moment. Yeah, so um, for me... The the WTF moment <laughs> was the sex store. Um, <laughs> and not that, that there was anything bad about it. I am sex positive, y'all. I believe, you know, sex is a good thing. And, you know, growing up as a Catholic Christian, to feel guilt anytime anything sexual is brought up and to feel shame, you know what I mean? Um, younger me was like, oh, that's bad. That's sinful. But like older me is like, no. Pleasure is good. And between two consulting adults, it's it's even better. And, you know, so I'm very sex positive. So it was funny to see people who have also been kind of withheld or whose sexuality has been suppressed because of maybe possibly Mormonism or cultural belief for them to actually go into a sex store and see what everybody else is talking about, right? This is what I've been fucking missing out on my whole life. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun, you know, whipping your partner's ass with a, I don't know what they bought, right? Like, that's fun. You know what I mean? Like weird toys that vibrate and like things that are intimidating and like, whoa, I would never like put that on you. Like, what is that? It was funny to me. It was entertaining. 
but it was also like what the fuck because it was fun and it it was one of the better choices i think if there's anything on this show that was that was staged this was one of the better choices i think because it it made sense it makes sense to put people in that kind of environment who have never experienced something like that and then to make it about oh well ever since we had the kids we've been fighting a lot we haven't been intimate maybe this could spark up our sex life a little bit to kind of frame it like that i think was good for the narrative but really just interesting because we know we know that he's uh, we used to call it frigid when i was in high school you know he's frigid he's inexperienced and she's she was mormon so i don't think she's ever been exposed to this kind of thing and to put them both in a sex store and be like a whole new world (laughs) and then to bring it home and be excited or to bring it not home but to the cabin and be excited about it like oh we're gonna try this and they were like yeah there was a lot of sex that happened last night yeah um it was a good change of pace i think nothing is better than learning sex? about <laughs> well yeah sex, sex is good but have sex you tried to go to a sex store and use all those toys together as a couple i think when you discover that together it's yeah. it brings you closer and i i'm glad that they had that experience my wtf moment is also the sex at that we learned about them all the sounds that she makes and, oh my god and all that very descriptive things that they did I think I was very surprised that I didn't see it coming but I didn't know that she's Mormon or maybe was a Mormon but also I didn't know that her eyes are a mixture of pussycat and cows (laughs) what's that about yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was hilarious oh my gosh I don't know where he I don't know. Never a dull moment with us. Koi was like, well, you know, in some cultures, cows are sacred and it's not, he's comparing her to, and I go, I I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Manny was like, you should never compare your wife or your partner or any woman to a cow. (laughs) That's just, that's just asking for it. It still didn't make sense to me. Like, wait, the eyes are like, what? (laughs) A mixture of kitty, like pussycat and cows. Like, what? I think that... she's trying to say that they're very deep set, maybe round and very trusting, like a cat. Yeah, he said something about like honesty and trust and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, but a cat and a cow? Like how? Yeah. I. <laughs> it was funny. You yeah. got to ask Asuelu about that. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also donate to our Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, and shout out to all our listeners, all our followers, and anyone who has given us feedback about our podcast. Really appreciate you guys' feedback. Keep them coming. And listeners, if you have anything you want to share about your sex store experience or... (laughs) or Yeah, that would be interesting. Right. If any of our listeners have done hypnotherapy, I know some of our social media followers have actually gone through 
surgeries and we learn a lot from them. But yeah, if you have gone through a hypnotherapy and you swear by it, we would like to hear from you. I guess we're our own TLC, right? Yeah. Or TLP, the learning podcast. The learning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> share, share, share. We like to hear from you all. Really, we do. Yeah. And Lon, where can we find you? You can find me at Lon like Lon. That's L-A-N underscore L-I-K-E underscore L-A-W-N. Or my gaming page at I-I-T-A-L-I-X. Those are both on Instagram. I also stream uh, video games. I'm a video game live streamer on Facebook. That's Italics Plays. I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. And listeners... We're recording on Monday, June 14. In two days' time, it's Lon's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lon, my best friend, my brother from another mother, my (laughs) co-host. Yes, happy birthday in advance. (laughs) If you guys are listening, and um, I'm probably going to publish this really late, but still, you know, send him some love, send him belated birthday uh, wishes. Hopefully, I can get this up soon. But yeah, Lon, happiest birthday to you. Hope you enjoy your your long weekend. Thank you, Nadia. That's sweet. You need to say that. (laughs) That's sweet, though. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. All right, y'all. Happy Juneteenth and happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day. Happy Uh, Pride. Happy Pride Month. That is all from us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.